Bible Baptist Church located at 2015 Beulah Road in Madisonville, Kentucky, would like to invite you to listen to a message of the sovereign grace of God in the Lord Jesus Christ by their pastor, David Edmondson. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. In connection with Christ, there are three stages of the human soul. Without Christ, man's position by nature. In Christ, which is the state of grace. And thirdly, with Christ, which is our state of glory. So let's consider first the believer's position. They are said to be in Christ. Every believer at first was in the first Adam. Adam was mankind's federal head. In other words, Adam represented every man and woman. If Adam had kept the command of God, every man and woman would have been forever blessed. But Adam partook of the forbidden and fell, and all of us fell in him. Sin fell upon every man and woman because Adam, as our covenant head and representative, disobeyed God. Now, for some, those whom God foreknew, those whom God predestinated, those who would be conformed to Christ and perfectly restored, God called and justified by the sacrifice of himself. So Christ, the second Adam, the only other representative man before God, the heavenly man, the Lord from heaven, became the propitiation for all his people's sin. Now propitiation, a big word, but a very glorious word. It's the act of of appeasing God. It's the act of satisfying God. So by being in Christ, we are by union with him reconciled to God. The Lord Jesus is the only one who can make us one with the holy God whom we have offended. And just as the animals and the eight souls were preserved from the flood of God's wrath against sin, went through that one door of Noah's ark, that door being Christ, picturing Christ. The Lord shut them in. He shut them up in Christ the ark. And we are in the same sense in Christ, shut up from the wrath and condemnation of God. Christ is the ark that God has provided for his chosen people in the day of holy judgment and justice. And as the the Israelite who in unintentionally slew another, might flee to a city of refuge provided throughout Canaan, we must flee to Christ our refuge. Christ is God's eternal city of refuge. We have offended, we have slain, we have murdered the commandments of God, and we must flee for our lives and enter into Christ our city of refuge before the justice of God finds us. And as the branch is in the vine, so are we in Christ. We receive all our nourishment, all our vitality, all our fruit-bearing power from Christ the vine, which whom with we are united. Our Lord said, I am the vine, you are the branches. 
He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. John fifteen five. How do we come to be in Christ? Only when we lean our soul wholly on the beloved Son of God in whom we are accepted. In Christ, there is redemption. Romans three twenty four, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Beloved, in Christ there is no condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8 verse 1. In Christ there is inseparable love. Romans eight thirty nine. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Christ we have wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. 1 Corinthians 1.30 But of Him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Oh, to be in Christ, what a blessed thing. In Christ, we, believers, are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. In Christ, we are God's workmanship. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. In Christ, we are saved and called. 2 Timothy 1.9, Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. In Christ, we're made strong in grace. 2 Timothy 2.9, Paul told Timothy to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. There is no grace apart from being in Christ. In Christ, our salvation is obtained. In 2 Timothy 2.9, Paul said, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. In Christ, we live and suffer persecution. 2 Timothy 3.12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And in Christ, we have peace. 1 Peter 5.14, Peter ended his first epistle by saying, Peace be with you all that are in Christ Jesus. And what a wonderful privilege to be found in Christ Jesus. Every believing sinner is in Christ Jesus. Not the world as a whole. The Lord prayed not for the world. He prayed for them which God gave him. John 17, 9. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that he might save the whole world. No, that whosoever believeth in him, in Christ, should not perish, but have everlasting life, John 3.16. Now, secondly, I would have you to consider the character of the child of God. It's said that if any man or woman, any sinner, be in Christ, they are a new creature, a new creation. 
If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, the Word of God asks three questions. Can an Ethiopian change the color of his skin? Can a leopard remove his spots? And can a sinner that is accustomed to doing evil do good? No. No to all three. They must become a new creation. Why, even if an Ethiopian could change his skin or a leopard could change his spots, the Ethiopian would still be black at heart, the same as we all are, and the leopard would remain a leopard. The improvement could not be called a new creation. So a sinner can give up every outward lust and weep and be sorrowful over their sin and not be considered a new creature. How does this new creation come about? Well, in the first Adam, the chosen sinner is judged and condemned, weighed in the balances, and found wanting. But when his punishment is laid on Christ, their substitute, their sacrifice, their surety and Savior, they're born again, a new creation. So in the second representative man, Jesus Christ The sinner is legally before the bar of God's holy justice made a new creation, a new creature. The sinner who believes in Christ and by faith, by believing, is found in him. They find themselves completely pardoned by the sin-atoning blood, sacrifice of the one who loved them and gave himself for them. They love Christ They love the God who gave Christ to be their redemption. And the God they once hated without a cause, they now love. And the God from whom they once hid and had no interest, they openly and constantly desire communion and fellowship with Him. Grace doesn't reform us. Grace recreates us. Creation is the work of God. It's a divine working of the Creator. The new creature is the work of God, and it's the work of God in Christ, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, John 1.13. Mankind in and of themselves cannot come to Christ for life, John 6.44. And they will not come to Christ for life, John 5, 40. Man doesn't have the ability, man doesn't have the will, nor does man have the power to give himself life. How then is a man born of God and made a new creation? Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. Only God can make this come about. Who helped God create the world? Why, no one, nobody. When God created the world out of nothing, who or what was there to help him do so? In the new creation, there's nothing within us that could help, but there was much within us that could and did oppose him. Our stubborn wills, our dark prejudices, our love of iniquity. Well, they oppose the very one who gives life. Yes, There was darkness in the first creation, and God said, Light be, and light was. By nature, 
Men loved darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds were evil. Our deeds were evil because we are evil by nature. But like in the first creation, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And the same Spirit, the Spirit of God, moved upon the deep recesses of the chosen sinner's beam, and their soul yielded to his light. Why, it had no choice. Who hath resisted his will? Romans nine nineteen. In the first creation of the world, God first gave light and afterwards he created life. And it's the same, dear friends, in the new creation. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. In Christ was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. John 1, verses 4 and 5. You see, that which is dead cannot comprehend anything. Not until life is given to see and to comprehend. God sent Christ the light in the world to seek and to save that which was lost. And that is why this new creation in Christ is not speaking of our human physical birth. Salvation is not of blood. That's why we're not born of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man. A dead man has no will. A man that is born again is born of God. You have been listening to a message by David Edmondson, the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. If you would like a copy of this message or to hear other messages of God's free, sovereign grace in Christ, you can write to our mailing address at P.O. Box 652, Madisonville, Kentucky, 42431. Or log on to our website at freegraceradio.com. If you would like to come and worship with us, we meet at 2015 Beulah Road, Madisonville, Kentucky. And our service times are Sunday morning Bible study at 10 o'clock a.m. Worship services begin at 11 o'clock a.m. Wednesday evening services at 7 o'clock p.m. Please tune in again next Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. for another message of God's free and sovereign grace in the Lord Jesus Christ.